And we're back for another episode of the Honestly Helen podcast. Thank you for joining and let's get right into it. All right. Hi, Tanya. Welcome to season five of the Honestly Helen podcast. Hi. How are you? Hello. I am good. How are you? I am good. I've been super busy. Yeah. Um, same old, same old podcasting. And I was just casted in a short film. So we just finished that like two weeks ago and things have been like crazy, 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 but I'm super excited for, you know, the things to come. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much about it. You know, Wait, same old. how did this short, short film come about? So I've always, I've always been like a, you know, I feel like I've always been an entertainer Mm -hmm. and I felt like I just wanted to, you know, after doing the podcasting and um, talking to guests and like speaking with people, I wanted to like take it to the next level. Mm. And honestly, I just started Googling, you know, looking online and I actually applied for for this role that I saw. And I was like, well, maybe, you know, maybe this, this will be good for me. So initially I applied for one role, but that was already taken. Okay. But then the writer reached out to me and she's like, well, we don't have this role anymore, but we do have another role, which I think you would be perfect for. We did the live read. She loved me and I loved her. And it was just like magic from like beginning to end. So it was good. Oh, it oh my God, that's so exciting. Yeah. I asked that because I feel like I have noticed and I'm starting to appreciate the avenues that podcasting can open up for you if you're mm-hmm. willing to put yourself in situations that you don't really 100% believe you're ready for, but you right. take it anyway because it's like, well, shit, when else will this happen? So very cool to hear. Yes. All right. So I'm. You're going to post it like when it's out so we can watch Yeah, it. so the, it's still being worked on. There's still a couple of things that need to be filmed. And, you know, they say that it, it takes a little while because there's, you know, the writing it, then there's the filming it, and there's the mm. editing and all that mm. kind of stuff. So it'll be a little bit, but soon. Soon, okay. soon, soon. Oh, that's so exciting. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. We love that. We love that. Tanya's been on their show before, but we normally, I normally ask my guests how we know each other. If you guys haven't guessed, Tanya's a podcaster. I'm a podcaster. Mm-hmm. We met through podcasting in some way, shape, or form. I can't, was it Dre? Um, so we met through EB Radio. Dang. We were both, yeah. That, and that's, that, mm-hmm. that feels like so long ago, right? It actually was like over a year ago. Maybe it was two years, maybe. Yo, yeah, it was yeah. a moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that was it did its job. It did its yeah. job. Yeah. And it then um Dre, I think Dre like had introduced us or Bar had introduced us, and then that's how we got in contact, which was really dope. Yeah, yeah. And now we follow each other and we've been supported. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's been a great little networking opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> it so before we get started tiny you want to plug your podcast i just want to throw that out there since we're talking about it notorious moms the podcast (laughs) and that's how you'll find it on everywhere it's notorious moms with a z the podcast um on facebook instagram youtube um it's everywhere 
Notorious Moms Podcast. Yeah. You also can find her on my followers too. If you don't remember yes. how to spell it, she's the only one I'm on the homepage that has that name. So she's <laughs> there to find. Go check her out. Go follow her. Make sure y'all do that. Yes. Okay. Are you ready, girlfriends? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. So on this episode of Talking Life, honestly, we just had to talk boundaries. Now, very broad. So first and foremost, how do you define boundaries? What is your personal definition of it? Mm, so uh, boundaries. <laughs> this, is, this is actually a really good topic because I feel like as I'm growing um, as a person, I never really had a lot of boundaries before. Ooh. But now as I'm getting a little older, I'm starting to um, create specific boundaries with specific people. So for me, it's basically just like, you know, saying what I want, what I will do, what I won't do, and just giving people like that cut off. You know, sometimes I feel like us as people, we give a lot of people access to us. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we just have to know when to shut it down. So that's what it's, it is for me. I have learned to give people not so much access to me sometimes and not because I'm trying to um, be mean or because I'm trying to be like, you know, oh, I don't want to deal with anybody. But sometimes, you know, energies are really important. And there's some people yeah. that you can notice they uplift your energy and they give you positive vibes and all this. And then you have some people that like take away a little bit of your energy yes. and give you that not so positive vibe. So yes, a hundred percent. I will agree with that. And I would say you have to set people in, in boundaries. And I kind of think it was like cute little parks, like everybody got their little park in my world. You know, there's, there's different parks. And in that park, there's a fence. And, you know, mm -hmm. you shouldn't, you really shouldn't be hopping this fence or destroying this fence because you ain't ready for what's on the other side of the fence. Right. And what I learned the hard way similar to is that when you don't have fences, you start to prioritize other people before you. And mm -hmm. then when you be too deep in the trenches, you don't even know how you got there. Like you just be right. like, how the fuck? How did right. we get here? Like I was cool. Like this was, this was together. Right. But when the boundaries get blurred, it, it gets harder to, um, figure out where it went left so yeah definitely letting people know where they stand and what you can and cannot get from me right. I love and I love that you said access to you or right. access, or that you use the word access because I think that is something that none of us really think about really right because you know what we're you know, it's one of the things about being a human being right we have emotions and we have feelings well some of us do, some of us don't, but, but you know, that's another podcast, sorry, that, that's another podcast episode, but, um, you know, us as being humans, you know, we feel for a lot of people mm -hmm. and sometimes, unfortunately, you know, people go through things and we kind of take it on as our own. And sometimes, like you said, we, everything gets so blurred and then you're turning around and you're like, well, shit, how did I get here? Like now this person's life a mess. My life is a mess. And now neither this person or myself, we can't help. No, nobody can help nobody. And then that's it. It's just over. Just confused. As a mom, how do you feel boundaries plays in your life with your kids? Um, so like with my kids, I, I don't know. I don't really have too many, <laughs> I don't have too many boundaries with them because I just feel like they're my kids. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like forever and always um, 
I'm just going to be there. Like they will always have 24 seven access to me. Um, but I do have a teenage son. He's 18. Um, we have a little bit of boundaries, but he always knows that, you know, there's, there's certain things that he can do and that I will be comfortable with and he'll be comfortable with sharing with me. And then there's just some things I'm just like, uh, I don't really want to know about that. <laughs> you know? And that's just, that's just being honest. Like he has a girlfriend now and, you know, he's, he's making his own way. And though I am going to be always there and supportive, there's just certain stuff. I just be like, nope, that's all right. We're going to yeah. keep that. You're going to keep that to yourself. Right. Please and thank you. Yeah. As your mom. We right, as your mom. Right. Would you say though, so I asked that because I am noticing, and obviously my family's a little cray cray. But I have a lot of young family members that are parents. And so I feel like they lack boundaries, but I'm not sure if boundaries and discipline coexist. Are they one and the same when you're a parent? But I've noticed sometimes that due to the lack of boundaries, their kids kind of feel wild. And like there is no... Pro, you like even as an outsider as an elder you can't give them direction and when I grew up anybody that was older than 25 could tell me what to do if my mom was right like if they was like yo Helen you're doing too much sit down I I'm gonna sit right. down but in my mind you ain't my mom but my mom would not my mom would never let me check them but I'm noticing like that's not the case anymore so when I think about it I'm like I wonder if there is something is there a fine line with parenting where like you want to set boundaries or is that discipline or is that two different conversations with your kids so that they know they know that there's certain things that aren't okay as humans, but also as your child. So <clears throat> I think that all those things are a little bit separate. Okay. Like I feel like discipline, consistency, and like um, creating like healthy, like and actually creating healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. But it's like a, it's a different form of boundary. Like when you're, for me, like, Raising my children, one thing that I always have said, and I say this to everybody, is that there's certain things that um, start at home. The certain, mm -hmm. like the first educations, like respects, uh, respect, morals, values, like these things, you know, that comes from what they see at home. And yeah. what I have noticed is that, you know, and raising my daughter, because I have a three-year-old now doing this all over again. Um, consistency and routine is really important for children. Mm. Um, and when I say like routine, like something like that, like, you know, when my son was younger, he always had a set bedtime, mm. like, you know, every, every day, you know, especially when he was in school, but even when he wasn't in school, it was like, Hey, this is what we were doing. Your bedtime is eight o'clock. You know, I'm not one of those parents that my kids are up at one, two, three, four o'clock in the morning. That's just not me because I feel like when they go to sleep, that's my time to do whatever I need to do. And it creates, it creates a healthy environment for both my children and myself because they get their rest. They get what they need and I get what I need as a parent. Yeah. But maybe it could all be in the same thing, you know, just creating boundaries and just being consistent. I, I feel like more consistency with your children is, is really yeah. important. 
Yeah, I, I can, I can, I can, ex I agree with that. I agree with that. I just, it just, it was, it was an interesting question because I feel like when I was raised, I feel like we had more boundaries than we were disciplined because I don't remember my mom ever giving us rules. There were just things that we knew we could do to a certain extent. Right. And then if we want to push past that, you know, it was it was a, it was a jack in the box. Like he, he, she might be cool with it, or you might get knocked out your head, right? Two days, and it not be worth it. You know, I feel like, I feel like back when I was raised, and you know, I feel like my upbringing was great in a sense, but a little bit traumatizing mm -hmm. as as well. You know, because my parents were, um, though they were good parents, you know, my mom was very she was a disciplinary. And there was just certain things that I just look back and I'd be like, well, I feel like that's a little borderline abuse. Like, yeah, right. it's a lot of things right. that growing up, you know, I wouldn't do and I didn't do with my kids. So, you know, but I mean, did it make me a better person? Like, I feel like, yes, yes and no, you know, <laughs> like. I don't know, a little in between. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like you know, it works most of the time, but I, right. I when drawbacks happen. Now, kind of along those track though, along that track, because well, are your parents alive? Yes. Yes, okay. thank God. Both of my parents Amen. are alive. God bless them. Right, right. So kind of along those lines, but reverse a little bit. What about creating boundaries with your parents as an adult? And when I say that my mom passed away, rest her soul, but I would tell people that my mom was a great woman, great mother, but she had her demons. And so the older she got, the and the the more I became aware of her choosing to do things that she could change to make her life better, her life easier, the more I realized, like, damn, if I really had to take care of my mom and her time of need, like, let's say, Lord forbid, she had got dementia. Mm -hmm. I don't know how well of a caretaker I would be because I don't know how those boundaries would stay in place. Because as my mom, I want to listen to you. But as a right. grown woman, right. I'm trying to keep you healthy and alive and I got to take care of you. Because so you want to like, you know, like I, I would always say, yeah. I feel like God knew what he was doing by taking her before I had to get in that position. Right. This When she was sick, I, that's the first I was like, Shh. like, I know it's fucked up to think like this, but yo, how I'm going to take care of her because she's gonna really treat me like a child and lady you ain't got no room to really be talking to me because i'm taking care of you but right. as your mom she wasn't gonna hear that so as a grown-up and your parents both you have both your parents have you noticed boundaries that you had to put in place with them or is that not a thing so my mom and my dad they are both on totally opposite sides of 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 like the wall my mom okay. is the you know shout out to my mom. She is, she's the hustler. She's the go-getter. She's mm -hmm. the, you know, she has instilled in me so many of the great traits that I do have. Um, but she's also like, she's an aggressor, you know, yes. and she, and she is like, you know, she's just yes. one of those people that is like, mm -hmm. yo, don't play with me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And my dad is, he has always been the, you know, the, the quiet one. He never yelled as far as I can remember. I don't ever think he like hit me ever. Mm -hmm. Um, and still to this day, like my father and I, as an adult, we've never gotten into an argument. We've never gotten into a disagreement because 
he knows, like he has his own set boundaries. And my dad is like really Catholic. So he, you know, he kind of believes like there's just certain things when your kids get to a certain age, you have to respect them. Mm. And not saying that, you know, not saying that my mom doesn't respect me, but her and I, we have a little bit more of turmoil because it's a power struggle Mm. because I'm also very much like her Mm -hmm. and we get it. It's, Mm -hmm. it's a power thing. Yeah. So, um, but there's a lot that I have recently learned about my mom that has made me understand why she is the way she is. So our relationship has gotten a little bit better because of the understanding. Can we just take a moment? Because I was just talking about this with a coworker. The importance of seeing our parents as humans. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Super important. It's super important and it's and it's very healing. When I and it hit me, I wanted probably shortly after my mom passed because so I learned how to drive in California which was eight years ago. So self-taught driver and girl is Healy out here. So it was a lot of trauma on her drive. But when, <laughs> when my mom moved three hours away, I was like, okay, that's a cool driver. If I drive it enough, I should get comfortable. And right when I was getting ready to get comfortable, start to drive and she got sick. So it, it was more like less often because she was in the hospital. She wants to come see her like that. Right. And then so when she passed and my dad was around and it just hit me like, damn, my dad just really want to hang out with me. Like right. he really right. just wants to be with me. And then um, when he would let himself be vulnerable and he would talk about the absence he had in our life growing up. And I was like, shit, I remember being like hot in the pants and, you know, talking to, you know, like I could, right. I could relate to him as a young man, not that I'm a man, but I could relate to him. Think my mom was hot and not one of these responsibilities. And I was like, shit. Right. I mean, I could have been my brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, my brother <laughs> right. And so when it just hit me, like, yo, my dad is really just, a man who had a child with my mom and was trying to figure that shit out. Right. When he didn't have a fucking plan. He didn't know what was going on. Neither did my mom. It was such a humbling moment. Like it really just sat me like, holy shit. Yeah. We put it on two with our parents and for what? Right. So I had, I had, I had, I had both experience at separate times with my, with my parents, those like aha moments. So in 2019, my dad got really sick. I was pregnant mm-hmm. with my daughter and he got really, really ill. Um, and I flew out to Florida. I was like, I may have been like maybe like seven months pregnant. I was like all big oh. and stuff. And, um, you know, we were at the hospital. I slept there with my big old belly, you yeah. know, me and my father are very, very close. Yeah. And there was just a moment of when he started feeling better and, you know, he thought that he wasn't going to make it. So that was like our moment where it was like, all right, well, you made it. So, you know, since then, I feel like we've always been close. But since that experience, um, we've gotten just a little closer because I yeah. actually did see him like, you know, just like as a human, you yeah. know, just trying to trying to work through it. And, you know, we've had plenty of conversations about, you know, things in the past and growing up and how he was raised and. Um, yes, you know, things that were done and things that weren't right. And, um, and that was like a really good experience. And with my mom, this was just like recent, I would say like maybe back in, was it April? Maybe like what March, something a couple of months ago, um, we were taking a long drive and, um, a conversation just came up and 
she really showed me how vulnerable she was. Yeah. And um, it was like, a, huh, no wonder why you yeah. are like this. And I was like, okay, I, I'm all right with that. Yeah. You know, so it's hard. It's, yeah. it's hard. Yeah. But, so I, I, yes. And I would say, I would even say creating boundaries or breaking boundaries you have with your parents is helpful in seeing them as humans. Because sometimes you have to create boundaries with yourself, with them, because y'all's relationship is so toxic or it's so right. overbearing. And right. then you realize, holy crap, having to put boundaries up with your parents just makes you take a step back and really look at them like, dang, like what is going on with them that they're acting like this towards me? And then if you're at least semi-aware as an adult, you realize like, damn, they, they're fighting some shit that I just don't understand. If you got too many boundaries up and you drop some, you might get to realize who your dad or your mom is deeper than your dad and your mom. So right. yeah, I just important. you know, yeah. hindsight is 2020. And then, you know, when you start hearing these stories, at least for me, like when I started hearing these stories, I started thinking about like, you know, when I could remember when I was a kid and I was like, oh, that makes sense now. Mm-hmm. And you kind of put yourself in their shoes yes. because sometimes, you know, being upset and just dealing with these different traumas, you're just like mad and you're just like, man, that, that didn't make any sense. But once, you know, something is broken down to you, you can kind of just like, okay, you know, it may, you may not accept it, but you may be able to understand it. Yes. At least enlightened a little bit. Yes. Right. Thank you for bringing that. I just, oh, I literally was talking to Coke and I was like, yeah, I just, just appreciating my dad, appreciating me existing. Right. It's just beautiful. So if y'all don't get nothing from this conversation, appreciate your folks. Okay. Yeah, please do. Even if they fucked up, appreciate them because they, there is no rule book. And I'm not a parent, but watching my cousins go through parenting and all the people around me go through parenting and realize like they just be one day not pregnant and then pregnant. And just having to figure it out, like, <laughs> cool. And, now you and that's, to- and it's basically, it's basically just that. Cause when you have a kid, nobody comes to you and be like, all right, here's this little handbook. You're going to follow these rules step by step. And then you're going to make it out the other side. Like it's, it's rough out here in these streets. Right. Okay. I'm and listen- it, it gets worse because, or I feel like it's a little worse because, you know, the climate we're in right now, there's so many things going on. There's so many things you have to explain and you know it puts you in an uncomfortable situation like I've had to have many a conversations Mm -hmm. with my son that were uncomfortable for me but I'm like you know what we just we got to talk about this because this is what's happening um and you know when my daughter gets to a certain age there's just certain things that we're we're gonna have to talk about and it's not it's not always pretty it's not so would you say you just made me think of something would you say kind of like the climate that we're in that is actually more important now to instill how to create boundaries than yeah. it was before? I think for sure. I think given given the given like the climate and what's going on, um, it's definitely good to set those boundaries. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just teaching them, you know, however it is that you parent, right? Everybody parents yeah. differently. Yeah. Um but you you just gotta communication and transparency for me yeah. is really important. Very yeah. Important. Yes, a hundred percent. And I I think when I ask that, it's like I feel like boundaries can be communicated and created in different forms. Communication being one of them. When you communicate right. to people, hey, 
I don't like this. Don't do this. You're, you're setting a boundary. Right. And I think in today's society where you just, we live in our phones, we live in social media, we live mm-hmm. in a world where other people's opinions have so much more stake than they did back in the day that if you don't have any tools to protect yourself, to know like, Hey, right. actually when you cross this line in my bubble, it makes me uncomfortable and it throws off my equilibrium. Right. You get in this world lost in the sauce and that shit is not where it's at. Right. And that's one of the things like my son, he's very, he's very strong, like in his character. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some things that he's just like, all right, I'm cool with this. And, and certain things he's just like, nah, I'm not cool with this. And I'm, I'm grateful that he's like that because yeah. of the time, like, and that's what I'm trying to do with my daughter. Um, but my daughter is just sassy and she's just like, she know what she want. And I'm like, all right now. <laughs> she know what she want and she know what she don't want and i'm like i'm good i'm good with that cool yes i agree with that I agree. and i and i think it's actually important to i think as a problem as a parent to encourage that like yes. if, if you're i don't think and i don't well i'm not a parent so i always feel weird when i be speaking on parenthood shit okay. but i i've never <laughs> i've never subscribed <laughs> to the idea like children are just ignorant of their emotions and they just make noises and cry and they tell you things so they my children repeat a lot but I think children also know when they really don't like something you right. know your child don't like vegetables right and when they don't like vegetables like you just don't like vegetables because you know that you got dessert coming but I know you'll eat these carrots like there's a difference and when parents neglect to identify those it, I, I don't I'm assuming it doesn't help us in our development because then we don't, we don't trust our gut. We don't trust, we don't trust ourselves to make boundaries and decisions and tell people when no is no. And yes is yes. Because even as young children, we were told what your no means is actually not important. If I think you should be doing it or override, maybe I'm getting too deep right, on that. So, so no. So one, one, <laughs> no. so one thing I have to say is that um, with my son, I, I was more on the stern side. I was not a gentle parent with him. Um, and I apologize to him often because, you know, and he, he makes me feel so good. Cause he's like, mom, you're like the best, you know what I mean? And, and I hope that, I hope that he really means that. And I hope he's not just saying that cause I'm his mom, but, you know, um, driving back the other day, I, I went to pick him up, um, from the city and we were driving home and we had this like really good conversation. And he's like, mom, you know, he's like, you're doing it. He was like, and you are the best. And he was like, and you're the bomb and I love you. And, you know, and I'm like, thank you. Um, Cause I wasn't a gentle parent with him. My yeah. daughter now we're trying this gentle parenting mm-hmm. and um, it's hard for me. <laughs> it's really hard for me. And sometimes, you know, her dad has to remind me. Like, we really have to, like, pour into our children. We have to pay attention to our children. Yeah. We have to um, be consistent with our children mm-hmm. because there's so much going on in us as parents. We get consumed in our daily lives. Mm-hmm. that sometimes we can be a little neglectful, honestly. Yeah. You know, and we just have to know how to, like, pick up, you know, and keep it moving. Yeah. Yeah. Give yourself some grace. Right. Like we said earlier, humans. Yes. 100%. 100%. Now to shift from our kids to us as adults um, and to get to the the juicy part of boundaries. Now, 
Um, I am freshly single. When I say freshly single, it's less than a year. We in some months. And oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Last time we spoke, you was yeah, you was uh, booed up. Baby, strong. Okay. Listen. Right. right. Ain't nothing wrong with that, honey. Go ahead. Thank you. And so Love what, what I learned from that is like the lack of boundaries we set in relationships. Mm. I wasn't taught to be a subservient woman, but I was shown that being in a relationship was number one. Like it, it prioritized a woman's mental health. It prioritized her financial gain. It prioritized her own, uh, her own well-being in life. So I was never explicitly told like, hey, if your man said give him this, you do it. But I was shown it. That wasn't how I operated my relationship, but there were a lot of things that I realized when I wanted to say something about it, I would say something, but not with my chest. Because mm-hmm. I was like, ah, oh, I'm still supposed to be a girlfriend. Like, we're supposed to be partners. Like, maybe this is this is one of those things where you're supposed to work through or it's not supposed to be a boundary. So I um, I struggled with it, and I kind of just want to throw that out there and see how it <laughs> ends with your spirit. <laughs> About it. Well, you want to know a secret? I'm newly single too, so. Bitch. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, and it really. Child. Unfortunately, yes. So, unfortunately, yeah. I'm going through a divorce. I haven't oh. um, really explicitly said that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it here for the first time. Thank you, um, and it's been over a year. So, hmm. Let me say this about me. Um, I have been 13 years, almost 14 years in this relationship and there were no boundaries. I set no boundaries and I'm just be totally honest. And, Mm -hmm. and there were no boundaries because I was in love child. (laughs) Okay. So here's the thing now. When I was my younger self, I was just like so in love and, you know, I just wanted to do everything because just like you said, I was um, not told or taught how to be a subservient woman, but I did see that. Mm -hmm. Both of my parents worked, but I saw a little bit of a partnership. Like they both worked two jobs. Whoever got home would cook, whoever Mm -hmm. got home first, you know, so that kind of thing. But my mother would still serve my father and he would do the same for her. Um, I don't have an issue with being a subservient woman, Mm -hmm. but I feel like there has to be the right man for that girl. And I thought that was bullshit. I really thought that was bullshit when you would hear that in the streets, like, yeah, they're right. But after that, so I was with my ex for five years, so not 14, but it wasn't a year. It was some time. And yeah, it was, some time. That's some time. After that, I had talked, I had, I had a little thing, thing, you know, and it was cute. It was a moment. It was very different from our relationship. But I was like, okay, early on, I'm going to kind of establish some shit that I noticed I didn't do in the beginning. And just the difference in it was my, it like mind fucks me. Because it made me realize I, there are men out there that do bring that out in because you feel it right and because you feel it on the inside because that person is making you feel it right but i said boundaries too right and child and it's what's kind of crazy is that to even think that you need boundaries in a relationship it sounds like an oxymoron but it's so important because i i realized that it it really helps you like keep you in that relationship you know like you have you have a um 
a baseline, your home base. Like when you play tag, yeah, your home base is the boundaries that you create in your relationship because that becomes your safe space. And I realized that my lack of like saying when things, like for example, um, and this is so small to me, but it's something I'm gonna start doing it. And I don't know how it's gonna translate, but when I would wanna double text or triple text, I wouldn't. Cause I felt like that was crossing a needy boundary. Like, oh, I don't trust him or oh, I'm trying to see where he's at. But really I just missed you. And you said you're finna be here at seven, it's 645 and I don't hear no car. Like ain't no, I'm on my way. Like you live only 20 minutes away. So I'm, <laughs> I, you know, I'm just, I, I won't, I wouldn't double text, but then that allowed for him to roll in when he wants to roll in. Cause there was no pressure there. It was like, okay, I told you seven 30, but if I roll in at eight 30, you finna just be happy to see me. It's not going to be no flack. And so I didn't establish like, yo, when you say you're going to be here, be here. That is a boundary. If you can't respect my time, then why, why, why are we doing this? And I, that small thing built up and that ultimately in hindsight was a part of our downfall was he just would come in when I think I wanted to, like he just did what he wanted to do. And I couldn't even be like on his ass because for five years, I wasn't on his ass about that shit. I just would let him stroll in because I didn't want to be the nagging girlfriend. I didn't want to be the checkup on you always. You grown. I'm going to let you do you. But girl, no. Now I'm, it's 630. Uh, <clears throat> so I think one, <clears throat> one thing about that is, is that I feel like as people, and I'm saying men and women, you know, your word is your bond, right? Yeah. And I have, I have issues with people that, say to me like I'm gonna do this and then they don't ever do it mm -hmm. right so if you telling me you're gonna be here at seven I'm expecting and you know this is like my new but I'm expecting you to be here at seven mm -hmm. right but here's the thing is that my issue so I had an issue like I had the same issue too you know but mine's was like a little you know late at night it was like late mm -hmm. late late Mm -hmm. So, you know, you said you're coming over at eight o'clock, but you don't show up at my house until two, three o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then you waking me up out of my sleep. And it's just like, but you know, I would wake up, right? No boundaries and be like, oh, you're finally here. Okay, mm -hmm. great. Yeah. And it's just like, wait. And I think about that, like back, I'm just like, why, 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 why? I'll tell you one thing. Tanya. I got many a boundaries now. Tanya. <laughs> and, Tanya. And I don't know. And, and, you know, I tell this to my homegirl all the time. I'm like, I think I'm just going to be alone because I think the next person and not saying that the next person is going to suffer for the mistakes of mm -hmm. the past. But I have really set and created some boundaries for myself that it's just like it's certain things that I'm just not going to tolerate. When and I'm sorry, I'm just not going to do it. And you shouldn't as and I'm I'm on a similar a similar trajectory, but with the I feel like there there there's men out there that gotta be just as tired as us because these bitches ain't shit too. Like right, like, but where, they, but where they at though? Where they at though? Yes, I don't know. Hello. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. We all in a boundaryless relationship. That's where they at. <laughs> just in the wild wild west. Like, I'm dead because that, that's what I say like I have spoken to some people and I'm just like yo this is whack like and I feel like I feel like I'm one of those people you know have you ever heard of people saying like you know they do better in relationships yeah I'm I feel like I'm one of those people 
because yeah. I will, I will do for you. And I like, I'm good there. Like I'm good in that monogamous yeah. space. I like mm-hmm. it, but it's like, mm-mm, no, I agree. And no, so the, I, I, and this is why I think it kind of relates when I was talking about kids, because a part of me feel like either these men grew up in the wild, wild west, like they mama said yes to everything and there was no daddy or it was opposite. It was with a daddy who was like still out in the streets. And there was, you know, there was, there was a lack of something. Just like, I feel like girls who have a, a, a mother in the house without the father, right. you do operate a little differently as an adult. Right. I, I I think there's, there's some proof to that. But like, so when you, when they grow up kind of lawless and then they get in relationships and then as women, I think we're like subconsciously through actions of seeing people, or you really have women who are raising their daughters to be wives, to be mothers. Like your role as a woman is to become a wife, to become a mother, to create a family, blase, blase. And so men get in these relationships, never have structure, never have boundaries, and don't even know what the word no mean. Women find these men who've only been taught to give, receive, take direction from these men. They procreate and create little, little thems and those little thems we try and date and it don't work because when you tell them, hey, actually, I don't like them when you come home late. Now I'm insecure. Now, now I think you cheating. Now, now I need to go see a therapist and, and talk to my mom because I got problems. What? You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of, so I feel like a lot of it is um, a deflection. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, and, and right, we're not talking about every man and we're not talking about right, every right, woman, right. but there are some people that, um, you know, have really, and I hate to use this word, but I use it often, but like narcissistic, mm-hmm. you know, a little selfish mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, you know, everything is your fault when it's mm-hmm. really not. Mm-hmm. And when you say something about their behavior, they react, but it's just like, Hey, Let's talk about the behavior. We're not talking about why, you know, I had a bad reaction to what you said or whatever, vice versa. Um, but let's talk about the behavior. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's, I think that's part of the problem. And, and, and it's I, hard. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to take it a little step further because I think a twofold thing. I think when we get in relationships and we don't know, when we don't have a safe space for ourselves, it's hard for you to function in a partnership, whether you believe like you can be function functional in a relationship when you consume the identity of that person, because then it's not a relationship. It's just, it becomes a dictatorship low key. It becomes right. like some, somebody in that relationship starts to feel like they're not getting what they need to get to be uplifted and to go about their day right. excited. Right. So right. you have that. And then, um, Oh, child, why my second thought just left my ass that fast. Oh, she came back. Oh, wait, but you was going to say something? No, go ahead. <laughs> the second part is that uh, when you have boundaries as a, a, an adult, you're able to identify red flags. And I will attest to this to my dying breath. My ex was not horrible. He was not a horrible man. Three years was solid. The last two just was right. a little rough. You know, we didn't, right. we didn't make it past it. But he taught me so much about how I want to be loved mm-hmm. in the way that I realized there were things that he, that I allowed because right. I didn't, I didn't speak up for myself. I didn't say, Hey, actually don't do this. That now I'm like, to your point, 
I don't know how many men are like, girl, you ain't that fine. I'm not doing, I'm not putting up with And at the end of the day, as crass as this may sound, y'all, I have enough friends and dick is plentiful. So it's not the end of the world. I don't want to be single, but it's not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not crying about it. So I think, I think that that, that's one of the reasons why there are so many, you know, and we're talking about this climate, that there are so many like independent single women. Because I feel like you, if you take it back to, let's take it back to, you know, back in the days, Mm -hmm. you know, Women dealt with a lot of shit. Not saying that men didn't, but you know, there was yeah. this stigma attached to keeping the families together. I'm yeah. doing air quotes, keeping the families together, right? And shit would happen. There would be cheating, other families, but you know, the wife had to be that person to like keep it together. Mm-hmm. Now we're like, oh, nah, like who the hell is dealing with that? <clears throat> Excuse me. And, like, I was talking to my friend about, because a friend of mine, she's, like, one of my really, really good friends. You know, she tells me all the time. She was like, girl, them red flags have been there. Yes. They have been there. Yeah. Okay? The problem is, is that now you're outside that space. When we're in that space, we don't see the bullshit. Girl. I'm just saying. Can I... Can I'm to echo you? There is a phrase that has stuck with me since um, me being single, and is when you're in the forest, it's hard to see the trees. Right. And when that, when I heard, I don't know where it came, but when it, when I heard that, I was like, that shit just hit me so hard because I was like, damn, that's so true though. When you are in the midst of whatever your the mist is for you, you don't even know you in the mist because it's right. it's just the outside. Like this, is just outside. This is just how it look. Right. And so somehow that bitch get cleared out. You're like, wait, hold on, hold on, nah. That looks like a sky. That looks like a bird. I don't think I've seen one of those in a long time. <laughs> right. And like for me, for me, one of I think one of my biggest downfalls in my relationship is that um, I thought the person was gonna change. Yeah. That's the that was like one of my biggest downfalls, and yeah. I've been saying this a lot, like fundamentally people don't change how you really are your character how you view you know how you view certain things your morals and your values that doesn't really change you know it can be masked you know and you can try but you start to notice when things you know when the waves start getting a little wavy (laughs) you start to see like hmm this is just not it's not it it's just not it. Now, uh, this is this is where it get real wavy and it get real because what I have noticed with um, this new chapter of singlehood and girl, I'm in like this weird. I want to talk to men, but I don't want to talk to men, but I don't want to like shout from face. It's like I don't want to be the girl that's in four years. All the men married now because I've been in the basement because I've been you know. So I'm like I'm like stepping out, stepping back, stepping. But what I've learned about that is. When you get that funny feeling and it gets wavy, where I think as women fuck up is that we don't, we ride through the wave instead of being like, you know what? I'm finna, it's, it's less wavy exactly. if I go back. I go to, we just like, you know what? Let's just power through because we'll get, and that shit is, and so I, to me, that's a perfect example, actually, analogy of a, of a boundary. Like right. when you recognize that something is not good for you, 
that is your boundary. When your spirit is like, oh, actually, girl, it's getting a little tight in here. It's, it's, that is your boundary. You know what they say? Ignorance is bliss. Girl. You know, that's, that's just, that is such a valid statement because, you know, if you don't know, or, you know, you got the, you got the, the, what you call it? The blinders on, it's like, you know, you want to keep them on because you're in such a, like a space Mm -hmm. and, um, you love that space until shit starts getting a little tight in there. And it's just like, all right, hold up. Wait a second. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, this is why I, I, I strongly, I have these conversations with my son because I want him to be a good man for someone one day. But right now he's at a stage where it's just like, I'm like, listen, this is the time for you to figure out what you like, what Mm -hmm. you don't like, what you're willing to deal with and what you're not willing to deal with. So when you get to that point where you're ready to settle down, you already know Mm -hmm. if it's going to be or if it ain't going to be. I'm like, don't get, don't get hung up. You know, right now he has a girlfriend and they're doing well, you know, but he's only 18. And I'm like, listen, it could be fairy tale. It could be rainbows and unicorns. But Mm -hmm. I think another thing that people get hung up on too is the years that you've been with someone, right? The the time, the time, right? Because you're like, oh my God. I wasted, you know, whatever, three, four, five, six, seven years. So what? Yeah. You got to, if you got to move on, you got to move on. You do. And it's not a waste if you learn something from it. Exactly. And My even point. if you think you didn't, if you really sit down, there's no way you didn't. There's no way you didn't. Can I just tell you that friendship boundary is, it's always, it's always like a little, it's a, it's a little tinge. I get a little tinge because there's some, there's a couple of friends that I have lost, um, lost in my space mm-hmm. that I really felt bad that I lost those friendships for a while. It was like a breakup. No. And they, that's what I was getting at. They be hurting worse. Low it, key, hurts. Like, it hurts. I, yes. 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 And I am like, you know, I'm just an emotional person. That's just my sign. I'm a cancer. But, you know, the friends, like the friends that I had before, and it was just like, it was kind of like a mutual breakup. You know, Mm -hmm. we would just stop speaking because I started noticing that, hey, like you don't call me, you don't text me. Like, I don't hear from you. Like, I'm always the one calling. I'm always the one checking up on you. And it's just like, all right. So when I stopped, the relationship stopped. Right. There you have it. There you have it. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so I did say right because I feel like with friends, mm-hmm. people give them probably ten thousand chances to Always. step over the boundary. But a partner, I feel like you probably got a good solid foe, and then it's it's depending on how bad it is, is it becomes a toxic relationship, or you are you you start to accept it. But with your for me, it was a little bit more than foe. But well, you you know you have I ain't I'm gonna give you a number. You got kids and kids though. So I know you said we the time the timing part is hard, but when you have kids involved, time yes, that that that's what makes it a little bit more. It makes that it a and bit more they, you got babies like mm-hmm. your son. I don't know if it's with your husband, but no, my my son is with his his father. We were we were teenagers, me and his dad when we were together, so that didn't really count. Um, but my daughter is with with my ex husband, so yeah, that's so a, that's a little tricky. Just a little tricky. 
different. <laughs> I mean, but you know, we we working through it. And listen, we're gonna send you co-parent the best co-parenting experience of your life. Yes, that's that is that is the goal. That is the goal. Um, the goal is to be the best co-parents, and you know, we don't hate each other. Right? Amen. You know, we have this has been over a year in the making. You know, it's going on two years. So we've gotten to that space where it's like, all right, everybody's cool. Yeah. You know, there's no more animosity. Yeah. There's no more arguing. Yeah. We, it's just what it is. And now we're going into the next chapter, which is, you know, co-parenting. Yeah. Well, I definitely want to give you kudos for even embarking on this journey because there are, to, to the point that you made, time is an enemy of a lot of women right. in unhappy relationships because right. you've been married for 10 plus years. Girl, fuck that shit. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. <laughs> it, it, it's such, it, like, it's a brave act because I know there, I remember my godmom when she went through her divorce, it took her years, like, of being unhappy before she actually acted on it. Right. And they were together, I think, for 25 years. So here's the thing with that. And this is what I say to this is what I would say to anybody that is going through a breakup, a divorce, um, a separation. So you are going to know when that time is right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because as you're going through the separation or, you know, the breakup or whatever, you know, there's always times where you do where it's like a jump rope. You know, you're like, all right, I'm going in, I'm coming out, I'm going in, I'm coming out. But there will be that defining moment. Mm. There will be that defining moment where you will decide, okay, this is it. Mm. Or you're going to say, all right, I'm all in. And I'm going to just be a miserable motherfucker for the rest of my life, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And listen, listen, no, if you, because there are some people who have just accepted that. Right, and that's okay. Brett, we support you. There is, I'm a firm, there's a pot for every lid, baby. Okay, and if there was no toxic motherfuckers out here, we wouldn't know what good motherfuckers look like. So, hey, y'all out there thugging, fizzling it. Right. Like it, we love it. We just saying there are healthier options if you choose to partake in different avenues. Yeah. And that was, my healthier option was me. Like, I, I... My defining moment was when I decided I am choosing me. That's it. That's that's pretty much what happened. I was like, all right, no, it's not. It's not. It's no longer going to be about you. It is going to be about me. And I don't know where yep. that's going to lead me because I'm just like, yo, it's all about me. And I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yep. If the I... right one comes along, we're going to embrace it and we're going. But if if he never does, I'm good with that. You know? And when I just say if he never come along, the world is big. Maybe y'all just ships, our ships just don't pass. Shit, you know, maybe we just miss him because he was bent down tying the shoe and we was walking <laughs> his ass. So, you know, the shit, damn it. We, he exists. We just, if it, if it doesn't happen in our lifetime, there are, there are worse things to be. And I think as long as you have, as long as you have good relationships, and when I say good relationships, that means, you have set good boundaries with those people because without boundaries, you don't have good relationships. I'll, y'all can already right. step on that one. You, people have to know where they stand, how to interact with you, right. how to give you space when you need space. Right. And I think our partners, just like just like we find friends that fit us, there has to be a, a companion that you know that thrives in our own energy. They're like, you know what, girl, that vibe is that vibe. I'm I'm right here with you. 
that's that's what we gonna we gonna put out in the world for us when it happens at its own pace. Yeah, because honestly, I'm not looking either. Like I'm like you. I'm honestly, I'm just chilling. You know, I'm working, and you know, I have my friends, and and I have my village, and they're like so amazing. I love them all. Um, and I'm just like I'm cool with it. You know, yeah, hey. Her. Wow. <laughs> I got one more question before I help wrap. This was, oh, yes, much needed, much needed. Listen, boundaries are important, y'all. As you can see, we've gone through some things, but there are none. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's um, so with this newfound knowledge and this discussion, what would you say are some tools? Or, what are some things that you're going to do to help you stick to your boundaries and force your boundaries where they need to be enforced and, and built upon. So I think that for me, it's, it's been helping just being like super transparent and mm -hmm. really communicative. Um, and when I say transparency, sometimes transparency is not pretty mm, girl. Sometimes okay. being transparent is not, it's not, it's not nice, but I don't do it to be mean. I just do it to be direct. Mm -hmm. Um, and just kind of like sticking to it. Like I'm, I'm not a mean person at heart. Anybody that really knows me knows that I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm a sweet person, but there's just certain things that I'm just not now at the age that I am. And like this journey that I'm on, it's like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. So you're going to know from the beginning. Yeah. If you want this relationship, and when I say relationship, I mean like friendship or whatever. If you mm -hmm. want me in your life, mm -hmm. this is how I operate these yes. days. I can only second that so much, so much, so much. And I would say um, I would double down on sticking to it. I think for me, I've always been good at mentioning it, you know, letting it be known. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's cute. It just happens to slide by again. I just be too tired to talk about, you know. Yeah, but, sometimes it's hard to have those conversations. Yeah. And then you'd be like, wait, did that just happen? And also, it's <sighs> always me. I'm always having to be the person that initiates a hard conversation. So part of it's just like, you know what, fuck it. We just won't have it, I guess. We just won't both act like we're children. But I said, you know what? No, because it didn't help me in my last one right. or my little thing of thing. So this time... If it if it's going to protect me, I'm gonna just have to go through the ugliness of it. Stick to it and stay strong. Yeah, and some people, and you're gonna find you're gonna find that person that's gonna appreciate that, and you'll know. Your gut is gonna tell you. Yes. Oh, girl, no, I need to let you go, but baby, <laughs> listen. The gut and the discernment we are showcasing this year around these these men yes. with the species with the peni, girl. <laughs> Child, you gotta you have to literally breathe correctly, sir. What that sound like? I don't know, but I know when it's wrong. I'll know when it's wrong. Okay. And there you go. <laughs> that was a little dramatic. We're gonna we're gonna tune that back down a little bit. Miss Tanya, before I let you get off this podcast and let you go be a great mom, I asked you what is something, what's a go-to phrase, a positive affirmation, a, a thing you say to people constantly? What is something you can share with the folks? That might help them in their daily. Um, one thing that I, I have been saying a lot lately is just like 
um, giving yourself grace. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that I've learned. And I've learned that from one of my good friends, Jessica. Shout out to Jessica. Yeah, Jessica. That's my ride of that. I love her to death. Um, but she has taught me that, you know, you got to give yourself grace. Yes. You got to give yourself grace. You know, That's you have to, um, you have to be patient with yourself yeah. and just, um, just being there for yourself. Yeah. You have to be there for yourself. You have to yeah. show up for yourself. Because yes. if you don't show up for yourself, no, nobody else will. Uh, girl, that that was a good one. That that was that and and that folks is a wrap. I guess and there that's you have it. Period. <laughs> and there you fucking have it. Time to <laughs> Thank you for having me. I had so much fun. She killed a hundred all day long. All day long.